we read just one verse. I'm just using that as a launching pad. So we are not going to stay there. Uh, if you listen to the verse, it's quite familiar to many of us, right? The four main practices of the church. What are they? The apostles' doctrine or the word of God. Come on. Fellowship. Breaking of bread. Prayers. Now, I want you to tell me which is our weakest uh, of all these four that we mentioned. Prayers. Okay. I, didn't, I thought it would come a little late, but very good at finding that out. If you looked at the um, list of monthly meetings that we have, one of them has stopped being displayed. Do you know which one that is? Fasting and prayer. Do you know why that happened? Did you try to find out why that happened? No. As in most of brethren assemblies, when prayers are the, when it's a time for prayer, probably less than five percent of the congregation gather. And um, it was a it, it was a concern, so we discussed and we stopped that. And I was asked to speak on fasting and prayer, but as I uh, prayerfully considered that, I thought we were not there as a congregation to talk about fasting. God willing, we'll do that later on. And I thought we should talk about prayer. As we, and as I thought about that, you know, we talk about the prayers of Paul, and you can look at the prayer habits of different people. You know, Peter, hungry and waiting for food in Joppa, he goes to the terrace and prays. Uh, in Acts 13, the elders come together, and they are fasting and praying. And from that fasting and prayer, the Holy Spirit tells them to set apart Barnabas and Saul for the ministry. He can talk about many things. Uh, it's a vast topic. But as I say, uh, prayerfully considered, I thought what we need is a habit. Habit of prayer. Sunday we break bread and that is a habit that has got ingrained into us. Very good. But prayers is not a habit that has got ingrained into us. And probably the real um, thing to do here, I thought, would be to look at the prayer habits of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So we are going to focus uh, mostly on the prayer habits of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, in my preparations, I've been heavily helped by uh, a saint who has passed on into glory in 1936. His name is S. Garden. He was a he was a hyper-dispensationalist. Um, some of us might not agree with some of the things he talks about. But here he has a lot of good things to say. Okay. First of all, when we talk about habit, okay, and they devoted themselves to certain habits. What do you mean by devoted? Or in other versions it is, and they continued steadfastly. 
what is meant by devoted we give our all we give our time we give our resources that's so much more important that we keep the rest away but many a time for prayers we cannot keep other things away on sunday morning worship okay we have to keep away everything and come that is ingrained in us right in the same breath it is said we have to devote ourselves to prayer we have to devote ourselves to the word of god we have to devote ourselves to fellowship okay it's not fellowship also happens no we have to devote ourselves to fellowship and go out and have fellowship right we have to devote ourselves to the study of the word of god it's not an afterthought that comes we have to make a proactive effort and we have to be committed to it was the lord jesus christ devoted to prayer in his life okay so we'll look at the habits of the lord jesus christ with regard to prayer <laughs> mr gordon actually um, defines a habit he says a habit is an act repeated so often as to be done involuntarily that is without a new decision of the mind each time it is done each sunday do you most of us here huh? do you have to make a new decision with many have been trained into that from infancy so yeah you may not like it but the decision is already made in your mind and it has to be um, a little bit of rebellious spirit to turn away from a habit okay so a habit is an act that is repeated so often that it becomes part of you okay many of us still do not have a habit of um, studying the scripture why we have not got into doing it sufficiently often till it has become part of us until we don't even have to think about doing that okay so um, as we look at the scripture there are three mentions of jesus praying in matthew four each in mark and john and 11 in um, luke you know these are all uh, here and there and what we can gather from it is a it's almost like a pencil sketch don't even see the full picture but when you look at it you understand what the lord has been doing okay so um i'm trying to go chronologically in the life of christ so the first thing that we find is probably in luke chapter 3 and verse 21 when all the people were baptized it came to pass that jesus also was baptized and while he prayed the heavens was opened and the holy spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said you are my beloved son in you i am well pleased the other others leave this out the small detail or an important detail for us in our uh, thoughts here and while he prayed and while he prayed 
So after this, what's going to happen? He's going to be going into the wilderness. Even before that, the Holy Spirit comes upon him. Well, the habit of Christ probably doesn't come out very well here. Uh, the next thing that we find is the Lord coming and ministering. So he's in um, Capernaum. Name somebody from Capernaum. Other, um, maybe four people. Hmm? Peter, Andrew, James and John. So on one um, beautiful Sabbath day, the Lord Jesus Christ goes to the Sabbath and there is an altercation with a demonic spirit. Okay? And after that, he comes. He comes to the home of Peter. You know the story. Peter's mother-in-law is sick. The Lord heals her. And then she gets up and serves food. You can imagine visiting one of the families here after Sunday, huh? Sunday worship. And, and the woman of the house is laid up, but the Lord strengthens her quickly, and then she gets up and cooks and serves the whole battalion that comes along. Okay? Something like that. So all the four disciples and everyone along with Jesus comes there. And once this happens, what else is happening that day? So, you know, after Sunday worship, people are really tired after the fellowship and everything, right? You really want to have, in George Chan's terms, quiet time in the Sunday afternoon. Anyway, in the evening, lots of people came. Lots of people came with sicknesses and um, the oppression of demonic spirit. And the healing ministry went on late into the night, Right? So tired. So very tired. So what should he do Monday morning, rather Sunday morning for them, right? What should you do? Sleep in a little, right? We are so tired yesterday and we had a very late night. But what does the Lord Jesus Christ do? Mark 1 and verse 35. Some of you might know it by heart. Okay. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. Now many a time you find he departed to a solitary place. And it doesn't mention and, and there he prayed. But it is almost assumed that he went to a depart, uh, he went to a solitary place. Whenever he does that, it is mostly to commune with the Father. Okay, so after such a tiring day, after a late night, he gets up four a.m., five a.m., and goes out to a lonely place to pray. And you know what happens after that? And Simon and those who are with him search for him. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. So they kind of knew what the, where to find the Lord. He would not be in, in other houses. He would have gone to where? 
he would have gone to where? To pray. Okay, probably in the morning the breakfast was ready and the, they were searching for him and then people were coming to get more healing and they could not find the master. Oh, he's not finished his quiet time yet. So they go out and um, find him. Uh, where do where are we found in the mornings say a couple of hours before our day our work day our study day starts a couple of hours before that where are we to some we have to even say 10 minutes before that where are you This was the Lord Jesus' habit. He is our best example. And if we don't do that, we lose out. So that is Mark 1.35. Okay, now the the third mention, uh, actually the parallel of this we can find in in Luke 4 also, but uh, it is not mentioned that he prayed, but he went to a desolate place, right? Now, the fourth mention, um, the third instance is in Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 and verse 16. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Okay. What happens before this? There's a leper who was cleansed, and the Lord told him to keep quiet, but he did not. And he went and told everyone. So what happened? However, the report went around concerning him all the more. And great multitudes came together to hear, and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Um, often is actually added here for clarity of the verb. Uh, in, in your versions, it may not be exactly that. But the original means, it was a habitual action. Okay. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. When? When great multitudes came together to hear and be healed. Okay. The ministry is heavy. The work is heavy. But does that prevent the master from doing this? No. His habit is to withdraw into the wilderness and pray. Wasn't he God? Yes, he was. But he, as a man, he sought his father daily and often. And his rest after a tiring Sabbath was not to sleep for another day, but to rest in the presence of his father and talk to him. You know, um, I have often excused myself and done this. By the way, when I, when I um, studied this, I was condemned. Okay, so the standards are up there, and I am not there. But I set forth the aspirations of my heart, and I hope it will be the aspirations of each and every one of us here. 
as the lord often withdrew amidst very busy schedules let us do the same the next is in um, luke chapter 6 and verse 12 now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to god he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to god okay um now we have the lost ministry is progressing okay he has a band of followers he is very famous many people are coming many people are getting healed many demons are getting cast out he's teaching many are listening to it and now when such a lot of noise is made what is the next thing to happen if the whole of north india is bustling with gospel what what will be the next thing to happen what will be opposition to the gospel right here the the people are opposing gospel okay he heals somebody on the sabbath because he was preaching and they lowered him through the roof you remember that story and at the end of it they were angry that he did it on a sabbath and then later on we uh, find that they were waiting in luke chapter 6 to see if they would heal him on the sabbath again on the sabbath his um, uh, disciples passed through a field and they plucked corns of um, grain and ate so they got a point to attack the lord jesus christ okay opposition is growing but he's almost uh, established the foundations of his ministry he's going to choose the 12 and go to the next stage in his ministry okay so he often withdrew and prayed in the um, wilderness but here now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to god this is where we have night vigils from okay we spend time all night in the presence of god if you don't enjoy it it's uh, it's hard to do it if you don't enjoy the presence of the lord it's hard to do it so let's cultivate the habit initially daily and then the mornings and in the evenings and then i said uh, as we pray in certain situations the prayers will go on into the night and verse 13 here and when it was day he called his disciples to himself and from them he chose the 12 whom he also named apostles so after this prayer he appoints the apostles and then he comes and there is that sermon on the level place which is quite famous and after that it says power went out from him and the sick sought and the sick people just sought to touch him so that they would be healed after a night vigil after a night vigil there's so much power 
There is so much clarity in his mind. There is so much... Um, um, there is so much uh, clarity of who the apostles should be, to whom it should be entrusted. And I'm sure he wrestled with the father whether he should actually take in Judas Cariot, knowing right from the beginning what was going to happen. By the way, if you go back to Mark 1.35, that early morning prayer, okay, at the end of it, you know what the Lord says, he wants to move on from there to another place. Okay. Even though people had come, the Lord says, no, this is enough. Let's go on to other uh, cities and villages. So direction for ministry, direction for your life, direction for your career, direction for your education. If you want to um, pluck your family from one place and plant it elsewhere, Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Don't do it just because everyone around is doing it. Don't do it because it is financially good. Don't do it because it is the best career prospects. Don't do it because it is a better education option. Seek the face of God. Next, um, we find it in the same chapter probably. Um, uh, no. Um, in, we go to Mark chapter 6. 46 and 48. If someone can help me. And 48. That's, that's enough. So, in the, he sent the disciples away. He sent the crowd away. And where did he go? Up the mountain to pray. Till when did he pray? Till the fourth watch of the night. We see another night vigil. Right? So, what is happening here? What is happening just before this? Okay. So the Lord had sent his disciples and they went and they ministered the, the twelve. He, they ministered and they came back and when they came back the Lord said let us go aside and rest. Hmm? He's calling them to, to a desolate place and rest. Many people understand it in a not the, uh, in another way, that rest is not going and having a holiday. Okay? It's not going to your resort. For the Lord Jesus Christ, rest meant time with the Father. He was calling his disciples to be with him in a desolate place and um, maybe have sweet fellowship with them as well as with the Father. And as he goes, so they um, from the east, from the west coast, they go to the east coast. What happens? The crowd they are after Jesus. So even though they, they go on the boat, 
the crowd outran the sailors and reached there. So they are tired. Probably the apostles must have been irritated. Uh, and, you know, I, I got a lot of problem. Um, I want to say some things in, uh, in the colloquial language. Sometimes it comes out in Uzbek and sometimes it comes out in Hindi. And I have to search uh, to get it to, into English. So <laughs> um, that's a, a problem of speaking um, too many languages, I suppose. Anyway, so anyway, uh, uh, I just wanted to express their frustration. Uh, uh, in Uzbek, they said, Jan They have um, just uh, ate up my life. That's a uh, frustration that they would say. Anyway, so then the Lord still teaches, and at the end, He says, Give them something to eat, and then send them off. And you know, the 5,000 people fed. Huh? There are good songs about it. We know the story, the Sunday school stories, right? And at the end of it, what happens if you tie it up together with what is happening in John 6? They immediately want to make him a king. The same strategy that Satan wanted in the wilderness. It's another temptation, sort of. So what does he do? He tells the disciples, you get onto the boat and go to the other side. There's a lot of interesting things to learn about that aspect. These tired disciples are again put to even more troublesome experience by the Lord and why he did that. That's another story altogether. Anyway, so at the end the Lord sends the people away and then he goes up on the mountain to pray and he continues till late into the night tired but at the end of the day you know you still do that by the way we have a friend in um, uh, Chathisgat so in Durg Guddubai so <laughs> there was a group of Bible school students um, that were sent for practical training for a couple of weeks there so they all went out for the outreach and then they come back. So he's very straightforward. So, And what do city folk do when they come back after an outreach? What do you do? Huh? You sit down, tired and you sit down. You pull out your phones and your laptops. Uh, he, he got very wild and he was saying, this is the time to pray. But I, I think very few people have that perspective. Once we have done everything, oh, it's done. No. It's the time to sit down and pray for the fruit, pray for the next step. Okay. The Lord is almost doing that. One stage is over. He's going up in the mountain to pray and then he comes back. Okay. Uh, something else also um, happens here, the death of John the Baptist, so the ministry is at a turning point. I believe the Lord wanted his disciples to learn to pray as he did, 
uh, he was kind of wooing them to the same experience. I tried to tell you so many times, pray, please come, come with me and experience the rest. That was the kind of thing that uh, the Lord was saying. Anyway, um, the next we find is in Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9 in verse 18. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him. And he asked them, saying, who do the crowd say that I am? You know the story. This actually happens in Caesarea Philippi, if you compare it with the other uh, Gospels. So they confess that the Lord Jesus, the, um, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And what does he say after that? What is the next teaching? That the Son of Man should suffer. And be crucified, given into the hands of a okay. So, initially he gets his uh, people together, he gets his ministry going, he, and after that he trains these twelve, he sends them out, they come back, and he's told them that he is Christ, the Son of God. Now he wants them to reiterate that and after that he's teaching them that he's going to suffer. And the cross is coming more and more close to him. And what does he do? He was alone praying and his disciples came to him. In this face he's actually drawing the disciples more closely that they would get his habits. Um, He's going to reveal to them the purpose of his coming. And they had to be where he was. They had to be in the presence of the Father with him. Otherwise they could not grasp it properly. Uh, next we turn to uh, Luke 9 and verse 28. Now it came to pass about eight days after these, th- these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. After what sayings, he, he first reveals the suffering, and now, after eight days, he's taking them up on the Mount of Transfiguration to experience the glory. He wants them not only to know that there is suffering, but there is also glory awaiting. And here again, you know, it is again an all-night prayer. How do I know? You have to tie up verse 37 and then you have to tie up something from um, the other Gospels to understand that the next day morning he came down and he was going to meet up with the disciples. So the whole night they were up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And as he prayed, the appearance of his uh, face was altered and his robe became white and glistening, and behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his disease which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Talking about the suffering, the death, and the resurrection, and the coming in glory. 
And what is happening to Christ as he prays? Christ the man as he prays. His, he is transfigured. Um, this, is, uh, this verb is probably used uh, three times in the scripture. Metamorphio, this, which is metamorphosis. You are familiar with that? Okay. While the, um, the um, caterpillar slowly goes into chrysalis and finally it becomes the butterfly. Christ transfigured. He was transformed into another body. So, what does that hold for us as human beings? Spending time, long time, in the presence of the Lord will fill us with a glimpse of the glory to come. Why are we not filled with hope? Why are we still searching around for the dumb things of this world? It's probably because we do not enter into communion with him for long periods of time. And as he did that, he also was showing it to the three disciples that he was going to talk with. So again and again and again, we see all night prayer in Christ's life. And um, why night and why not day? Oh, I feel sleepy at night. Right? Why not during the day? I believe it is most probably because everything is calm and quiet. Why does he depart to the mountains and desolate places in the wilderness? Hush, this quietness. It's most effective to focus our attention, our spirit to be united with the Father. When there are kids running about, would it be easy to focus on prayer? Definitely not. Uh, You have to train your kids to do that, but if your kids are waking up at 6, you probably have to wake up at 4 to have effective time with the Lord. If you have to go for classes at 7, you probably have to get up at 4.35. Yes, David. (laughs) You need to be devoted. You need to be committed. Devoted. Devoted means you give your all. Okay. Okay, next. Uh, uh, Luke 10. Here we have uh, the Lord Jesus Christ sending out the 70, 70 disciples on a short-term mission trip, like they have gone to Baalot, right? They've gone to, gone for their short-term mission trip. You know, uh, we, all, we always say, career missionaries would say, short-term missionaries are always full of joy and happiness. Uh, leave them there for six months to a year, so 
then probably the uh, experience might be different when they come back. The report might be different. Anyway, uh, uh, it also depends on how things are, um, how you are, how the blessing of the ministry you are seeing. Anyway, the Lord sent the 70 out, and they were so glad with all that was happening. And, you know, when they come back, when people come, from, come back from, the, um, uh, from a mission trip and they are excited um, and they share, we also rejoice with them, right? And somebody comes and shares a very good testimony of their salvation. Um, your heart uh, is touched and you are glad, right? Hear the, so what do you do at that point? Um, okay, I'm reading verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And then look at Christ. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son. And the one... To whom the Son reveals will reveal him. Break forth into praise. When we are talking together and the excited things happening, uh, you know, some other groups of people are much more excited and they say, uh, uh, when somebody uh, shares something in, in the in WhatsApp groups, you might say, Praise the Lord. Sometimes it is a it is a polite response rather than an outcome of your out, outpouring of your heart. Okay, sometimes it is an outpouring of your heart, right? The, it has to be the the Lord Jesus Christ was always in communion with the Father, and he could he just switched back and forth uh, from talking to people and talking to. Um, God, I'm really, um, there's something that really um, saddened me as I thought about it. In my initial years, I used to do this a lot. And I think um, it was midway in July, I kind of lost it because I was being, hey, what are you doing kind of thing all the time. So I was hushed into I'm not I, I used to just spontaneously pray. You know, the thing that I got as a new believer, it went on for a few years. I think the um, being born and brought up in um, believing home, sometimes we lose all this excitement. I, I think these kind of things burst forth into praise. And as you talk, just go on to prayer. There's no harm in that. And it is one of my prayers at the end of it that the Lord would give me back that 
uh, that which was mine in this regard that he would help us to be joyful and if he hear a sad news pray immediately not going to a very formal thing if you feel like singing you don't need to have a pitch i may not be the best of singers just sing it out loud and praise god okay i appreciate asha's mother she's the worst of singers but when she wants to sing she will sing <laughs> okay so she says i'm praising god with a voice that uh, he gave me anyway jesus moved in and out of the world that he moved around he immediately communicated with the father he talked to the people here and sometimes we cannot do that i, I think um, nate bramson talked about this quite a bit sometimes you are not able to um, pray out aloud somebody comes and asks a question in his mind he is praying how how to answer okay somebody is um, sharing something and you know it is sinful and you need to tell him but you are at the same time you are praying to god should i say it now or later or just let it slip and deal with uh, allow somebody else to uh, deal with it if i say how do i say it what kind of tone what kind of angle you know even when you are having fellowship commune with god and fellowship times i think we have improved quite a lot from discussing movies to other things now uh but if you discuss movies and if you discuss the latest fashion styles and all this kind of stuff and technology that's not fellowship that's getting together hanging out uh, fellowship definitely has the lord in there of course we might talk about all this but if that alone is the conversation that is not okay okay um so spontaneous ejaculations in prayer this is what we see in the lord jesus christ so we see systematic prayer every day and then we see all night prayer and then we see um spontaneous ejaculations i don't have time to go through all what i prepared so i'll uh, just uh, quickly go to another and just mention it another um, ejaculatory prayer that is at the um, tomb of lazarus john 11 uh, and he, i see says he says father i know that you have heard me john 11 for, uh, 41 and 42 he says father i thank you that you have heard me he is there at the tomb father i thank you that you have heard me which means before coming to the tomb he had prayed and the lord had heard him and the father had heard him so he's saying father thank you that you have heard me and i know that you always hear me and because of the people who are standing by i said this that they may believe that you sent me now while he had said these things he cried forth with a loud voice lazarus come forth he's talking to people talking to the father and then talking to the dead man okay moving in and out in and out the spirit of prayer carrying on in the spirit of prayer that was the habit of the lord jesus christ 
Um, uh, one thing that we, um, uh, one thing that comes just before this is the time when the disciples come to the Lord and they say, Lord, teach us to pray. Because they knew there was something special about the prayer of Jesus. Something's happened. It was, it was something that they have not seen in the Jewish community. They come and say, Lord, teach us to pray. There is power when you come. There is a transfiguration of you that happens. You are um, full of strength after a weary day. Lord, teach us to pray. Um, I need to skip again. Now, another ejaculatory prayer is when the uh, John chapter 12, this is probably the last time he's talking to um, people who are not his disciples. The Greeks come and ask him for an interview and then he um, talks to them and he says, unless a grain of wheat falls and dies, it remains alone, etc. And then immediately, probably he's thinking of the crucifixion scene and he says um, now my soul is troubled and what shall I say okay. Father save me from this hour but for this purpose I came to this hour Father glorify your name if you are troubled and you are together with people don't worry pray it out pray it out loud if you are happy pray it out if you are troubled, pray it out. If you are expectant, pray it out. In our fellowship, let our fellowship be enriched by the spirit of prayer that comes along with us. And um, it's, it's important to notice that then a voice came from heaven. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And as people listened to it, they said, it thundered. And some others said, what? Angels, um, an angel spoke to him. But uh, Jesus knows the Father. And if you read Isaiah 50 verse 4, he awakens my, he, um, every morning, to, I'll quickly read that, Isaiah 50 and verse 4. It's quite an important verse for us. Actually 4 to 6. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. See, in the morning, in the morning, okay, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. As the learned, he heard the voice of the Father. And those whose heart Years were not trained, they heard a thunder. And they thought it was some angelic being speaking. But to the learned ear, it was the voice of the, it was the, voice of the Father. Okay, then there is a... Um, uh, Jesus tells Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith wouldn't fail. So Jesus prayed for individuals by name. So it's also our privilege to do that. We do that quite a bit. 
Um, the next is the high priestly prayer. We cannot even fathom it. It it takes probably a few weeks to go through it. We will not touch that. It is beyond the scope of what I'm talking about. But um, probably there we have the glimpse. We have a sample of the prayer, the high priestly prayer, the high priest in heaven, the, um, the heavenly tabernacle at the right hand of the majesty, how he would be praying, a sample prayer of that we have there. And um, then the garden of Gethsemane, um, we, are, we have gone through all those quite a bit. Uh, and again, an all night prayer till his captors come. And he's so much troubled, his sweat becomes like blood. But at the end of it, what happens? He's composed and ready. The hour is come. Rise, let us be going. He's ready. And then finally we see the seven um, sentences that the Lord speaks on the cross and of them. Three of them are prayers. It's interesting what all he prays. Father, forgive them. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The uh, feelings and emotions. And finally, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. So, what do we glean at the end of it? Times of prayer, morning time, evening time. Guys, it's important to pray in the morning. No, I don't have time, I'm tired, I do it in the evening. No, that's not what we see in the scripture. And I've been blessed. Um, As a student, I used to get up at 4.30 a.m. to pray and to have my quiet time. So that when other... All the other guys got up. I was done, and I was my heart was filled and overflowing with songs. Get up early. It's going to be a tough call initially. Once it becomes a habit, you don't even have to think. It will come. It's not a new decision. They say twenty-one days, and it becomes a habit. I don't know whether it becomes a habit in twenty-one days or two hundred ten days. Whatever it is, stick it out till that's a habit. And he wakens me in the morning. Morning by morning, I listen to him. My ear is strained. Okay. And in the evening, you come back. If you don't do this, even by the time the evening you come back, you're tired, and then you go onto your phone and go to places that you don't want. Because you're relaxing and you want to do your quiet time and prayer after that, but your strength is all gone by that time and you're already treading into sin. Morning by morning, let's wake up. And uh, quiet time is not just reading some devotion from here and there, somebody else has written. It's your own time with God. Talk to God. Sometimes read, sometimes talk. Okay, sometimes note down things. And one thing, uh, anyway, I get up early. I start receiving um, WhatsApp by 6, so I'm good by, by that time. Uh, 
probably uh, it's a good practice to keep away your whatsapp till your quiet time is done once you get into that you, you cannot get back into quiet time right have you tried that I, it has happened to me so i guess it has happened to a few others as well so um, keep it there uh, let it ring or put it in silent okay and then we'll answer uh, there's somebody here uh, i never get before seven o'clock uh, and i understand uh, that he, what he is doing so that's fine uh, and i i know when george and gets up also and when his quiet time is done also i can so <laughs> because of our whatsapp chat i get to know the timing okay, so times of prayer morning morning please make it you know why everything is hush silent you and the hindus would say that is the they have a special term for that huh? um, early morning is the best time and they do all those kind of thing um evenings again the night when things are quiet spend time um then go on into night if if the prayer spirit hits you go on into night and one of the things also is that uh, before jesus main big teachings he's praying in the night and i struggle howsoever i prepare for a message i cannot sleep after 2 3 am i have to get up and uh, there is another brother who, here who goes through the same process he's smiling i won't look at him okay so uh, you know sometimes you have to be with the lord for the message to come so that he would speak through you okay uh, so when there is ministry when there's something more to happen spend more time times of prayer then places of prayer inner room for the lord uh, he did not have a room his inner room was the mountains and desolate places and deserts if you are staying in a pg what is your inner room seek out one then we talked about the constant spirit of prayer and because of that there are ejaculations of prayer and he prayed in the great crisis of his life we are not looked at that very closely um but you know the before the temptation and when the uh, people were about to make him a king when so many things are happening in an opposing way in all these times he prayed then he prayed with others on the mount of transfiguration and slowly taught others to pray as well so pray with others okay blessings of prayer the holy spirit came upon him he was transfigured and three times a voice from heaven came and in the garden of gethsemane an angel was sent to strengthen him i just want to read something from mr garden yes garden and with that i'm going to conclude how much prayer meant to jesus it was not only his regular habit but his resort in every emergency however slight or serious when perplexed he prayed when hard pressed by work he prayed when hungry for fellowship he found it in prayer 
he chose his associates and received his messages upon his knees if tempted he prayed if criticized he prayed he fatigued in body or wearied in spirit he had recourse to his one unfailing habit of prayer prayer brought him unmeasured power at the beginning and kept the flow unbroken and undiminished there was no emergency no difficulty no necessity no temptation that would not yield to prayer as he practiced it shall not we who have been tracing these steps in his prayer life go back over them again and again until we breathe in his very spirit of prayer and shall we not to ask him daily to teach us how to pray and then plan to get alone with him regularly that he may have opportunity to teach us and we and uh, we the opportunity to practice his teaching prayer 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 is a recourse in every situation uh, i would like to recommend a book uh, which has which has helped me quite a lot in praying uh, this is called with christ in the school of prayer it is available free pdf online by andrew mare okay so it's a little old style english but you'll be blessed so it is 30 or 31 days and each day you can go through one aspect it's taking the lord's prayer and it is um, explained um, and he walks you through it with with christ in the school of prayer go to the school of prayer and learn to pray Let's pray. Father, we talked about a few things, the habits that you had in your life. We want to ask you, Father, that you help us to understand uh, and cultivate the, understand the importance of this and cultivate it in our individual lives. And so more of us will pray and value prayer and at, in our informal gatherings and in our fellowship times there will be prayer. and it will be a natural outflow rather than uh, a specific yeah now it is time to pray come on let's pray no lord we pray that there will be times like that and there will be spontaneous times as well there will be a spirit of prayer prevailing in our midst and teach us more and more how to spend longer hours in prayer and uh, help us to be bait in prayer help us to bait all our activities in prayer thank you father and at the end of this uh, day help us to arrive at a decision to be devoted to prayers thank you father in christ's precious name um couple of things julie